You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon. And you're listening to another episode of Nostalgia Be Damned. I might have to burp. Ugh, it's the morning, Brandon. This is the show where we take some of your favorite movies, the one you watched growing up, the ones you fell in love with, the ones you think of fondly. We go back, we watch these movies objectively. We let you know, are these movies actually any good? Or are you, you know, swayed by your nostalgia? This week, we watched 1995's action-adventure fantasy Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Holy shit. Right in time for Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat, to officially leave HBO Go. So hopefully, if you're watching the or listening to this, you got a chance to watch that movie. Um, Brandon, I, I'm sure we'll have our thoughts to talk about it. I won't have many, because I'm, I'm going to be honest, I got like 25 minutes in and stopped watching the new Mortal Kombat movie. It's unwatchable, in my opinion. Yeah, but. it disappeared from HBO Max, and I honestly, it probably disappeared from my memory. I, I don't remember much about it already, and uh, I'm sure it'll come back. You know, who knows when we're recording, when you're hearing this in the future. It's probably back on HBO Max, or it's in the dumpster somewhere. I'm sure you'll have some chance to watch it, but you don't need to. Maybe you're watching Mortal Kombat 2 in, in theaters. <sighs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, maybe there's a giant series based off that, like they're planning. Yeah, um, maybe. Hopefully not. Hopefully not, Zach. Hopefully not. What I can tell you is that remake is not a flawless victory. No, it is. Um, it's like getting punched in the face in real life. <laughs> so, Mortal Kombat. What's your history with the game, even before the movie? Did you play the game back in the day? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, that's not really my bag, but yeah. it's it's funny because Mortal Kombat's always one of those things. <laughs> which I'm going to contradict my thoughts on the new movie, but like the story is kind of like intrigued me. Like the world building of it has kind of intrigued me. I really loved the idea of just like ancient, like some sort of like ancient prophecy sort of thing. I don't know. It really yeah. speaks to the nerd in me from the game perspective. And you know, I've played with friends. It's fun. I, I think I did own at least one of the games. I can't remember which one, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm very familiar with, you know, all of it. So as a game, yeah, I mean, nothing but fond memories, really. Yeah. And I feel like we're probably two sides of the same coin where you're interested in like the mythology and world building. And as a kid, I was just interested in like, how are they going to kill this guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You can pull his spine out of his chest. <laughs> exactly. It was one of those movies, the games, I think, rather, I played with like an older cousin for a bit because we didn't own it or anything like that. Right. But yeah, the movie itself, though, I remember... I was, what, four years old, I think, when this came out, so it probably wasn't until I was maybe closer to 10 that I even knew there was a movie based on the property, and then mm -hmm. I, I think I watched it then, maybe one more time on TV or something when I was maybe 15, and then never since. I haven't seen this movie in a good, almost 15 years. Yeah. I think um, I've seen this movie a lot more recently than you have, because I, I also watched it when I was relatively young, didn't really... Because I wasn't like very familiar with Mortal Kombat by the time I watched it, I just knew it was like an ar an arcade game. Yeah. But then I remember watching it once in college, just like on a, like a drunken night, just like yeah, let's watch Mortal Kombat. And I remember thinking at the time that I really liked the movie, which you know for college Zach, 
to see a movie like this is it's bizarre for me to have been like, no, I thought that was enjoyable. <laughs> so it's, of course, based on the video game franchise with the same name. With I guess it's story primarily adapting the original 1992 game while also using elements from uh, Mortal Kombat 2 in 1993. Now, this is technically the fourth film to be adapted from a video game ever, following Super Mario Brothers in 1993 <laughs> and Double Dragon and Street Fighter in 1994. I wonder if the Street Fighter movie's any good. I, I don't know that it is. I... I... <laughs> Are any of these video game movies good? And honestly, like... Rarely. Yeah, this one, I think, has kind of been uh, recontextualized or looked at differently in its years since. I think this one has been sort of critically reevaluated by fans. I think it's it's definitely developed more of a cult following. Um, I mean, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes and read the reviews, it gets pounded. Sure. People did not like this movie when it came out. And I think it's just because it misses a lot of the elements that make Mortal Kombat so... I guess at the time, unique as a video game. It's not quite as unique now, um, but at the time, the the gore and the violence and the over-the-topness of it really kind of stood out as a video game. And then when you go to this movie, Brandon, I don't know if you noticed this, there's only like a droplet of blood in this movie. There's no gore yeah. whatsoever. Like Nobody gets ripped in half. Yeah, for some reason I thought this was going to be much more violent, uh, or I rem- my memory was that it was much more violent. I remember it not being violent, and I remember that being my biggest issue with it, yeah. is that it for a Mortal Kombat movie, it's not violent, it's not gory, and I know the new one kind of makes up for that, at least with the blood and you know the implied violence of it. But they take up the tournament. <laughs> but they don't they don't put in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, or Johnny Cage. Or Johnny Cage. Why is there no Johnny Cage in the new movie? So, yeah, I think we'll be really chatting about, you know, does this movie deserve a critical reevaluation or are video game movies just that shitty that this one is still considered one of the best? What's your favorite video game movie? Man, I was trying to think about that. I mean, maybe we can revisit it at the end of this episode. Yeah. There, there aren't many good ones, man. I no, tried going man. through the list. It's shocking. The Rock's Doom? <laughs> yeah, man. The Rock's Doom, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Sonic. Oh, God. Forgot they made that movie. I didn't even watch uh, it. This one here, it's directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, was a second feature film uh, following something called Shopping, but he would go on to direct Event Horizon, Soldier, Resident Evil, Alien vs. Predator, Death Race, Resident Evil Afterlife, The Three Musketeers, (laughs) Resident Evil Retribution, Pompeii, Resident Evil The Final Chapter, and most recently, Monster Hunter. So of the 13 theatrically released films of his career up to this point, Six of them are video game properties. And I'd say probably the best would be the one that's not, and that's Event Horizon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, you didn't like Pompeii, dude? Kid Harrington? <laughs> dude, isn't Kiefer Sutherland in that movie, too? I, I think? don't fucking know. I think he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, of course, I didn't watch it. Yeah, no. <laughs> are you assuming that I watched that movie? Because <laughs> I asked you about it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Man, it's true. There are n- really no good video game movies that I can think of off the top of my head. And this guy's apparently responsible for like half of them. So I guess it's <laughs> yeah, kind of, we're kind of connecting the dots here. Mortal Kombat has a 5.8 on IMDb, a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cost $18 million to make it, earned $70 million in the U.S. and $122 million worldwide. Placed 22nd on the domestic box office charts in 1995. In terms of movies we've covered on that show from that year, it earned less than Batman Forever, Jumanji, and Casper, but 
it outgrossed a goofy movie, Tommy Boy, Heavyweights, and Balto. It outgrossed Heavyweights? <laughs> yeah, what a fucking collection of movies we've covered from that year, God by the way. Like, geez, 95 was a golden year for this podcast. <laughs> Maybe not for movies, but for this podcast, it's it's great. Yeah, and it, uh, it the film did become the highest grossing adaptation of a video game uh, and was not surpassed until Pokemon, the first movie in 1998. What? Oh my god, I forgot about the Pokemon movies. Ooh, wait, is that your favorite? Yeah, Detective Pikachu. How about that one? I didn't see Detective Pikachu, but um, <laughs> I think that first Pokemon movie is a stay tuned for sure. Oh my god, our first anime. Whoa. Holy shit. Get out of here, dude. Get Jesus out of here. Christ. If you want to friggin' make us watch Pokemon, write us in. Let us know. <laughs> Uh, because of its success, it was followed by a 1997 sequel, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, uh, along with two television series, the animated sequel, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, and the live-action prequel, Mortal Kombat Conquest, then, of course, the 2020 reboot that uh, hit theaters this year. Full disclaimer, I have not seen anything except this movie and, briefly, the new movie. Never saw Annihilation, didn't see any of the other things. Annihilation, from what I understand, I've seen clips of this. I've had heard podcasts on it. It's uh, one of those movies that the movie was not finished at all uh, in terms of its visual effects. And Warner mm. Brothers just said, fuck it, throw it in theaters. It's I've considered seen, one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> I've seen clips. It doesn't look great. I might have to just like get drunk and watch it one night. Same. Like, I kind of um, want to get into it, yeah. Yeah, I, but from what I understand, they really doubled down on the B-movie aspect because this movie reminds me a lot of a B-movie. Like, in so many ways, it's just like they clearly have a larger budget for it, though. Yeah. Which, I mean, 18 million in 95 is not too bad for what they get away with in this movie. 18 million, honestly, kind of impressive. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think the visuals and the sets for 18 million are very, very impressive. Um, but they, did, they didn't dump anything into the cast, though. Sure. Well, I mean, Christopher Lambert? He's he's so bad. Dude, he's I have so, so many bad thoughts. In this. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to get into this because he's yeah. He, I, first of all, what's he doing in this movie? <laughs> Playing oh Raiden. <laughs> so offensive. Um, it's so offensive. Uh, but I would say all of the money, at least, is up up, up there on the screen. Yeah. And in terms of that, people really credit the Matrix as the first Hollywood film to employ the wire foo. This tradition, of, you know, that hails from Hong Kong cinema during the fight sequences. However, Paul W. Sanderson's been on the record stating that, you know, if you look back at Mortal Kombat, Kombat rather, it was the first time those big Chinese wire gags were used in a Western movie. Um, obviously, The Matrix did it to the nth degree in 99. But um, at that time, Mortal Kombat, kind of cutting edge. Yeah. Um, and I've been on record as saying I love a good kung fu movie and what separates this movie from the 2021 sequel or reboot is that this movie has like halfway decent kung fu fighting scenes. Like some of the fighting scenes in this are very engaging. They don't do quick cuts nearly as much as the new movie does. Um, you can fully see what's going on. There is like they they do use wires in some scenes, but it, it's not over the top like the Matrix or anything like that. Like I think they do a really good job at choreographing this movie, and it's I I don't know, man. I I can't wait to friggin' jump into this. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> so uh, Jean Claude Van Damme was actually originally supposed to be Johnny Cage. Uh, he couldn't do it because of Street Fighter, the character Johnny Cage in the games, allegedly based off of him. So that would have been nice to have. Jean <laughs> that would have been sweet. Yeah. Bridget Wilson 
uh, had read and auditioned for the part of Sonya Blade several times, but I guess due to the casting process, she chose to do Billy Madison instead, uh, Veronica Vaughn. Uh, Christina Applegate, yeah. also considered for the role. Cameron Diaz actually cast as Sonya Blade and during training broke her wrist, so was unable to <sighs> uh, complete filming. However, yeah, I guess the, the producers saw dailies of The Mask, which had still hadn't even come out yet, and were like, oh, let's get this fucking girl. Either way, fortunately, filming on Billy Madison just wrapped, so... Bridget Wilson was available. Hooray. Um, yeah, man. Sweet. <laughs> and uh, lastly, before we get in the rating here anyway, uh, the soundtrack album for this film did go platinum in less than a year, reaching number 10 on the Billboard 200. Wow, that's impressive considering a lot of it is just like weird techno 80s video game <laughs> last week you mentioned like they play that mortal Kombat scene uh theme song like a million times in this i counted brandon four times if you're going to include the closing the credits and the opening and the, credits yeah so they yeah. play it twice throughout the the rest of the movie um and then four and then two more times at the opening and close but both times it's played during the film. Who, daddy man, did I, I sit up straight? <laughs> the, I, the last time it's played during the film, so the third time it's played, it is like, it hits you hard. It, 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 like, like the second time I was like, oh, this feels forced. The third time when they like, when they build up to it and then it starts, I was like, okay, I like this. Yeah, it's a stand-up Rudy cheer moment. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really is. Oh, this movie's so weird. I can't wait. Uh, all right, but lastly, uh, rated PG-13 for non-stop martial arts, uh, martial arts action and some violence. <laughs> the MPAA is so stupid. <laughs> non-stop martial arts combat. No blood, though. No gore. Again, just uh, yep. right off the bat, feel a little cheated by this. Yeah, and after this movie, I did watch a YouTube compilation of recent Mortal Kombat video games and their fatalities. And dude, the violence that is now in, in video games. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 borders on gross sometimes. <laughs> it's fucking insanity. Yeah, it's oh, fucking, there's nothing better than just like chilling out at night and watching, you know, some person's head get fucking ripped off and then have the, you know, you drink the blood. It's great. Notice you're wearing a Fight Club shirt. Friggin' nerd. Uh, we don't have to talk. What are you wearing? Buffalo? What is it got there? You're oh, some sort the of sports. Uh, yeah. It's the Sabres. It's, yeah, it's, it's a cool. Sports, I guess that's it's cool. sports, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the well, Sabres are really, really, really bad, but we're going to ignore it. So Yeah, well, full disclosure. We're both, we're both embarrassed. Yeah, we're both losers, but uh, full disclosure, we are recording this in the morning, which is not something we typically do. This uh, is new freaking territory for me. And usually, I watch these right before we record, just so they're pretty fresh in my mind. I thought for a quick moment i was like you know what i'm gonna get up super early just watch it early in the morning and get through it and then last night last minute i was like you know what you know what movie's not a fucking 7 a.m movie <laughs> yeah no it really was like a good decision on your part i watched it yesterday um yeah so hopefully my memory isn't super hazy of it um <laughs> I mean, a lot of parts stuck with me, but <laughs> yeah, because you start this out and it it opens at a fucking eleven. It's just you get yep. the techno music blasting, flames shooting up through some sort of very poorly rendered hellscape, yeah. and uh, right off the top we get the yell, "Mortal Kombat," and I'm in. Yeah, I mean it. You right off the bat know exactly what movie you're watching. Yeah, we begin with a dream or a flashback of some sorts to the tournament host. I think it's a yeah. I think it's a dream. It's Shang Tsung. And he's murdering Chan, the brother of Liu Kang. He points right at the fucking camera, right at us, and screams, your brother's soul is mine. <laughs> and you're next. Yep. Oh, shit. 
Huh, Liu Kang, he's a, I guess a Shaolin monk who's obviously in search of vengeance for the death of his brother. He's introduced in some sort of room. It looked like the sewer because it's just green lights everywhere. <laughs> I don't know where his room's located in life, yeah, but know. he receives this message and I laughed out loud when I read the telegraph because all it says is brother dead, come home. <laughs> come home. <laughs> brother dead, come home. <laughs> That's the saddest way to receive that news, yeah. I mean, this uh, movie... <laughs> and why are Shaolin monks getting telegraphed? I don't know. Maybe that's how, it, I mean, I that's how know, they the, pass messages. I don't know enough about Shaolin monks, but <laughs> this movie, its introduction into characters is so funny to me. And it's fast, man, because now all of a sudden we're in fucking Los Angeles. Well, because this movie knows we have a fucking tournament to get to. We've got a lot of freaking fighting that we have to do for a tournament yep. to move this story along. Yeah. C- credit to the screenwriters. They were like, we do not have time. We have to assume our audience already knows who these fucking people are. Oh, that's true. This is a movie that if you have no idea what Mortal Kombat is. You're lost. Sorry. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Sorry. <laughs> like read up on it before you go. And that's really the big, I think, detriment of the new film is that you spend fucking an hour just setting up what it kind of is and the characters. And it's like, come on. man. We don't well, and this. that's and that's what really kind of like sucks about the new movie is that they it, uh, you're right, because where this one falls short is that if you don't know Mortal Kombat, you're not going to understand any of the mythology of this yeah. movie but in this new one it takes so much time to set up the mythology that we don't get to the part that you actually came to see so i don't know where the balance is for that maybe i don't know it's covid you could try some new stuff maybe you do a short film to set up all the characters or something just set it up where we already know what this is and, and do kind of what this does where it's just like i want to see the tournament people want to see the fights they're not interested mm-hmm. in fucking Liu kang's backstory <laughs> i don't know i also have to believe so the video game came out in what 93 or something Nin- like 92 that? i believe 92 yeah. yeah and then the movie comes out in 98 so you only have about six years 95 or I'm sorry, 95. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you only have like three years to really get to know Mortal Kombat. I think at this point, it's been <laughs> several yeah. decades since yeah. the video game came out. I feel like in this new one, you probably could have just assumed that your core audience of people coming to see this movie are familiar with Mortal Kombat. So I think they did it in reverse. I think this first movie <laughs> could have spent way more time setting up the story and what this is. And like getting new people to come in and see this movie, and then this new one probably could have just dove right in. So it's, I, we just can't get video game movies right. We just can't. So yeah, we're introduced to Johnny Cage. He's on a movie set. He's this famous action star getting yelled at by a Steven Spielberg clone. Which, by the way, I read up on. That was actually supposed to be Spielberg. He was such a fan of this game that he agreed to do a cameo, but then due to scheduling or something, supposedly he dropped out. But well, yeah. you can't fucking you can't fucking stop for two lines. <laughs> fucking jerk. too busy. Go direct Jurassic Park, you fucking nerd. <laughs> but uh, he's told by some guy there that I guess he's being invited to Mortal Kombat, which is this yeah martial arts tournament. It's held once every generation Ooh. between the representatives of the realms of Earth and Outworld, Zach. Obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and it's conceived by the Elder Gods. Uh, I guess there's some looming invasion of the Earth by Outworld. So if, if Yeah, they have to... Outworld <laughs> and their like, various representatives have to win 10 straight tournaments, and then yep. they're allowed to invade Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a very arbitrary rule, but... <laughs> 
Damn. Yeah, and they've already won nine times, Zach. So oh my god, we so gotta they, make we sure have they to fucking yeah. win this next one. Yeah, and Johnny, by the way. He takes this all like, yeah, okay, cool. Hand me my invitation. I'm good. What's up, man? Yeah, fucking A, man. I'll do it. Accepts this offer. It's told he's, you know, one of the chosen ones uh, by, I guess, what's a, basically a recruiter, but it's actually Shang Tsung in disguise. So this part really confused me, and maybe I don't know enough about Mortal Kombat like I think I do, but why is <laughs> yep. the villain of the movie r- recruiting the people who are eventually going to come to friggin' <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Or if he were were to do this, wouldn't he choose really shitty fighters? Yeah, like he picks like the three best fighters in the world. I guess. Yeah. Either way, like, why wouldn't Raiden be the one recruiting these people? Yeah. Because yeah, it's it's very confusing. Yeah, it really doesn't make sense to me. Because Raiden also is kind of doing this. Because then we also cut to the Temple of Light in China, where we we're meeting back up with Liu Kang. He's been mm-hmm. dubbed the chosen one by his elders, and that's where we're introduced to Raiden. Yeah, the god of thunder and defender of Earthrealm. Who he is played by Christopher Lambert with a shoddy accent, Zach. Um, super offensive. Oh, super offensive. The fact that he's playing this, yeah, primarily Asian character from what I yeah, understand from the games. I don't, yeah, I don't know if besides maybe after this movie they might have made Raiden white in a couple of this video games but okay. i think he was always meant to be a, a an asian man sure and he's got yeah like white long hair cuz of course this is Christopher Lambert hot off of Highlander so he looks a lot like that character again but he sounds it's essentially well well i kept thinking like who does he remind me of? It was first off, it's Thomas Jane from The Punisher. He looks like Thomas Jane in this movie. Mm-hmm. And mixed with Tommy Wiseau. His fucking laugh, dude, is like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> he, do- he does. He's not doing a very good job. Um, I thought he looked like, um, he reminded me so much of um, David Carradine and Kill Bill. Ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah, was he getting those vibes? That's, yeah. that's, that's what, that was the vibe I was getting. Yeah. Um, but... I, I don't know. It's just, um, it's such a questionable casting choice. And I feel like they just needed like some star. A somewhat, yeah. Yeah. A somewhat bigger name in this movie, which is fine, but like get him to make him play Johnny Cage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but obviously he's, he doesn't do any fighting in this. So, Oh no, not at all. Yeah. All he's going to do is like light he's up his gonna, eyes and disappear and, in a smoke, smoke red mist or something. Yeah, CGI like mysterious. And yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, we also skipped over, though, meeting Sonya Blade, who is with oh, yes. another character in this movie who I was like, I couldn't remember. I was like, oh, sweet, Jax is in this movie. Uh, Jax is not in this movie. He's, I mean, he is, but then like he's abandoned on the dock like 10 minutes later and never to be heard <laughs> from again, which kind of sucks. Yeah, super sad. I wanted to meet him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and it's, it's similarly in that new movie, he's out for most of it like i think he's introduced in the beginning and then comes back at the very end with his fucking robot arms or robot arm yeah Yeah. yep all right well yeah so i guess raiden is sort of recruiting too but he seems like he's mostly teasing Liu kang (laughs) like just kind of like bullying him into accepting and then yeah kang meets johnny because they're all on this dock who are getting you know getting ready to like ship off Mm. to the island Johnny, by the way, immediately offers Kang some money to bring his luggage on board because he's yeah. an arrogant, racist Hollywood brick. Oh, you're Asian. You must be carrying bags. <laughs> Fucking chucks him into Jesus. the water. Yeah, it's like, all right. That's the most satisfying thing. Johnny Cage, I will say this, is 
well written in this. He's about as <laughs> unlikable while still being like kind of likable as he can be, which is exactly what the video game is supposed to be like. And I apologize. We keep skipping over Sonya Blade because the whole thing with Sonya Blade um, with her and Jax, we were introduced with them into like a nightclub and she's chasing Kano. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yes. But again, this is a ruse by uh, Shang by Sung. Yeah. Shang Sung. Um, <laughs> the names. I, I apologize. It's so early. <laughs> It's so early, I apologize. Um, Shang Tsung, it's a ruse to get her to go to the dock. That's right, yes. To chase Kano onto the boat so that she will come to the island where they're holding Mortal Kombat. Yeah, because I guess he just wants, Shang Tsung wants her to compete, I guess to kill her. Her motive becomes revenge, I guess. I don't understand. This was a one of the things that I had noted while I was watching because he throughout this Shang Tsung throughout this entire movie has some very weird obsession with Sonya Blade. And again, this might be like deeper into the video game mythology, but um he he has some weird obsession. He like kidnaps her at one point. He's trying to get her to come and he's always talking about like I have special plans for Sonya Blade. It's never yeah. explained. Never okay. mentioned in this in this movie. Uh let's see. So on this dragon ship, which by the way, the fucking moonlight in this movie, it is straight blue, like the most blue I've ever seen. <laughs> Colors here are just intense. They are on set. <laughs> and uh we enter uh, this is where we get Scorpion and Sub-Zero, you know, the most badass villains uh, of the game or one of the more like fan favorites anyway. But they're essentially here slaves under Shang Tsung. They try attacking yeah. our heroes. That's when Raiden interferes in a ton of CGI red smoke air and he informs us, hey, it's against the rules to fight before the tournament. Okay. All right. All right. All right, Raiden. All right. So we've set up our main characters and their purposes. They need to prevent Outworld from winning their 10th straight Mortal Kombat. So each each of them has their own reason for competing. Of course, Lou's seeking revenge. Uh, we got Sonya seeking revenge for, you know, the Australian. I think in this, Kano's like an Australian crime lord. I, I only remember this because in the new one, he's very Australian. <laughs> Oh, he's super. Oh, I'm Kaino. Yeah, exactly. Oh, funny you should mention. I stopped watching it about the time where he goes, Kaino wins. <laughs> you mean after he rips the heart out of that reptile yeah. fucking thing? Yeah, Dude, reptile in this movie, though? Oh, Ooh, my God. Boy, it looks like freaking Gex. That's fucking insane, dude. By the way, apologies to our Australian listeners, of which we have. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, we love you all, and I apologize for the the Kano imitation there, but uh, but that's yeah. what I mean. It <laughs> in these movies, both of them borderline comical. Well, yeah, they're yeah. doing the fucking shrimp on the Barbie thing. Yeah. They really um, are. They're going to Outback <laughs> Steakhouse for a blooming yeah. onion. <laughs> oh, kangaroo Jack. So, uh, <laughs> Johnny Cage, of course, seeking to prove that his martial arts skills are real. So stupid. This is essentially. Imagine it. It's like if Keanu Reeves in real life was was recruited to go do this. Like, I've got to prove I'm more than John Wick. Yeah. I need to prove that I can actually beat people up. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would watch that movie. Um, yeah, of course I would. <laughs> so they arrive on the island. Uh, Johnny Cage, because he's from Hollywood, man. He's got too many bags, too much luggage. Of course. Yeah, his freaking ego is out of control. <laughs> we do get some fun uh, miniature sets here in these wide shots. Again, super cheesy, but I really like the like the set design. It's it's sort of reminiscent of that like over the top fantasy aesthetic of I don't know Clash of the Titans or Flash mm -hmm. Gordon. Um, <laughs> it's fun. It leads into leans into its source material. 
Yeah, for sure. I would say, honestly, if if you were to go based on what video game movie is most faithful to the game, this is, if not the most faithful, one of the one of the most faithful for sure. Super Mario Brothers, dude. Oh, that's right. We meet Princess Katana. She is apparently a thousand years old or I'm sorry, 10,000 years old and the emperor's adopted daughter, from what I understand. Yes. Okay. All right. And we find this out because Katana is the rightful heir to the throne of Outworld and she's possibly attempting to ally herself with the Earth Warriors. But Shang Tsung sets this fucking reptile creature uh, to spy on her just to make sure nothing's going on. And this fucking cartoon gecko or whatever's going on, it turns invisible sometimes, other times it's not. Suffice to say, it's one of the worst CGI creations I've ever seen. It's it's terrible. Even like you're able to watch this movie in general and be like, see some of the special effects and be like, you know, whatever. It's early nineties, yeah. like. But this, even for like the standard set on this movie, is bad. Unforget unforgivable, frankly. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Two years after Jurassic Park, <laughs> I you know I don't know how we can have a prince. Um, Goro, is that his name? Yeah, yep, Prince Goro. Goro. Um, I don't know how we can have a puppet that looks like passable for Prince Goro, and then we can't fucking do <laughs> a fucking CGI lizard. Uh, the man. lizard also doesn't really need to be in this movie. It's no, just, not at all. It's filler for another fight later. Sure, and I guess yeah, just fan service. But yeah, it's fairly soon that we get into the tournament. What I thought was the tournament starting, I guess, is just this fucking pre-show is like Sub-Zero fighting some random henchman guy. <laughs> yeah, just to like intimidate them, maybe, because he's yeah, just like I a think. preview of what's to come. And Exactly. We get this little like martial arts expo of them, of the goon just like showing off and flexing. Sub-Zero freezes his head and kills him. Yeah, he fucking breaks on the ground, straight up shattering. Yeah, Pretty I mean, sweet. it's stupid. It's stupid. But, but it's the know. one like, kind of violent kind of violent death anyway that we get to see. I think it's the most gory death that we get. Yeah. It's the most faithful Mortal Kombat death we see. Maybe Sub-Zero's death is pretty Oh, and and Scorpion. Scorpion and Sub-Zero oh, right, both yeah. have like pretty cartoonish video game deaths, but it's, you know, it's nothing quite to the standard of Mortal Kombat games. Sure. And and yeah, speaking of Scorpion, his whole fucking hand little shop of horror plant mixed with like a <laughs> mechanical hook yeah it's not a hook anymore it's some little shop of horror like little <laughs> alien hand <laughs> it's just thing. like <laughs> yeah it's got like a voice and like a <laughs> get over here yeah oh uh, his his dialogue i i get why they're doing it but it's bad so meanwhile kano is conspiring with shang sung and prince goro uh, Goro is, of course, the general of the armies of Outworld. He's got a sick ponytail and four arms, dude. I wanted to hear your thoughts on this puppet because I was infatuated. I might have some nightmares going forward because he, you know what it reminded me of was Dwayne Johnson at the end of The Mummy 2 when he's turning into the Scorpion King. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, okay, I guess I'm kind of glad it wasn't CGI because yeah. if he was going oh, to anything like the lizard, it was going to be even worse. Yep. Um, 
but this puppet is like it's nightmare fuel. It's like it just and it gets so much screen time. It gets so much screen time, yeah. and, and it's like well lit in certain. Oh yeah, they're points, shooting it outside on like, a sunny day. Yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. I like I just I give it credit. I'm like this is I'm just having fun. I'm having fun watching this movie so far. It's a guy in a fucking bodysuit, and yeah, he literally screams almost nonstop. If he's not in the middle of just a all the time jesus but yeah they're all just kind of conspiring a bit against our heroes there's this little bit before the actual tournament begins yeah where they go spying on him and shit but the first real match uh is Liu kang and he defeats his opponent pretty handily uh he takes him out with that sick double kick to the chest move that he had in the games there Mm-hmm. Kind of funny to see in real <laughs> live action. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but again, because we won't go into too much detail about these fights, just know it looks pretty good. It looks like these, I don't know if they're stunt doubles or if it's the actual actors, they look like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe I need to speak properly. <laughs> they look like they know what they are doing. They do. I Here's my complaint with some of the fights. Uh, we'll get into my some of my favorite ones, but most of these fights seem like they are... <laughs> shot almost not in slow motion but they're clearly like it's just slower than it should be or i think slower than action movies of, of today are i yeah, think that's the it's, hang-up. it's true it's i i feel like a lot of action movies i don't know whether they like just move faster or maybe they speed it up a little bit yes. um but you're right this is very this is going at a very deliberate pace and there is a lot of slow motion in it, too. It's practically Zack Snyder's Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> but I, I did read that the director here, because, again, this is pretty much his first studio film uh, where he's given a decent budget. And he kept shooting, I guess, a lot of the action scenes in wide shots, which I love in movies today. But because of that, it. you can't hide really any of the uh, lack of experience or, or, you know, fighting prowess of your of your actors or your stunt doubles. And mm-hmm. so... You know, his his DP and some of the people on set were like, hey, you got to shoot more close-ups because this is just all in wide shots and it's just like not going to cut together well. And so I I get it. Like you could tell this is by a movie for someone who's kind of like fresh, who's just kind of getting their bearings of how to actually shoot action scenes. But yeah. I will go along with it. Like it's good that the actors appear to be doing all this shit and they're pretty decent. Like a lot of the fights, anything with Liu Kang is pretty solid. And Johnny Cage, the actor there, like there's one in like some fucking like spider web ladder world or some shit that's I like yeah. that fight a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that was the Scorpion fight. Um yeah. that was really good. That that I think is probably my favorite fight of the whole yeah. movie. That that Johnny Cage Scorpion fight. Um because you're right. It and I do credit it a lot with the wide shots because yeah, they do have like a couple close shots and cutaways, but for the most part you do get to see them showing off yeah. their fighting. And I, I really appreciate that, especially because I I feel like that's always the biggest problem with me for any action movie, not just like from this time period, but even from like movies today. What I really like about those John Wick movies is that a lot of those John Wick movies have very long cuts to them. Yeah. Like yeah. you can see they are just doing very like long complicated action sequences and I really appreciate that whereas this new Mortal Kombat movie the editing is so bad you can't tell what's happening in this movie like someone throws a punch 
you don't know who's throwing it. You don't know where it landed. You don't know anything um, because it's so fast. And it's so I appreciate the wide shots. I appreciate the longer sequences. Yeah. Not only that, it's also just trying to, I think, um, capture the visual aesthetic of the games where that's how those are the games. Like you start off, it's like a wide landscape, two guys on either side of the screen and they meet in the middle to fight. It's just, yeah, just reminds you of the game that much more, even in the visual language. Yeah, you're right. I think, Given the time and the budget and all that, it, you know, they do what they can, but I do appreciate the effort. So, yeah, so Kang takes out his first opponent. Chang Sung sucks out the loser's soul, and we're on to the next match. Again, it's moving pretty quickly. We got Sonya Blade versus Kano. Quick fight. Yep, very quick fight. Uh, it just takes a while for any of these punches to connect. This one here in particular, this fight was probably the weakest of the two because it's just these, you don't want this fucking giant six foot five guy beating up Bridget Wilson. It's, I don't want to see this. <laughs> yeah. Also, I wasn't sure about character development wise. I know she's out for revenge, but she is a cop and she seems to be like sort of on the side of justice and she does not hesitate to snap this dude's neck. No, not at all. It's or very is she questionable. A cop or is she an ex-military? I don't know what she. I think what she's an name. FBI okay. agent or something like that. Okay. I, I can't remember. Um, it doesn't really matter. No. But it it does seem like a bit of a weird choice to literally. I mean, she does not think about it. Even like Liu Kang is like Liu Kang. What did I get that right? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. Even Liu Kang looks at her at one point. And he's like, I wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, I'd maybe just like, you know, show a little mercy. And she's like, no, nah, and like snaps his neck. Snaps his fucking neck with her legs. Yeah. And that's the end of Kano. Yeah. He was in and out pretty quick. Yeah. Meanwhile, I, Johnny Cage is, I don't just fucking walking through a forest somewhere. Just chilling. <laughs> I don't understand the fighting venues because sometimes they have like huge crowds and sometimes yeah. like nobody's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I do remember at one point Shang Tsung's like, you're on the island now. So pretty much like anywhere can be a battlefield. But it's very strange that. You'd think in a tournament they'd really want to monitor how these things were going down, but no, it's just in the middle of the woods and, like, and Scorpion just, like, shows up. Yeah, do they just tell like Scorpion and Johnny Cage are like, okay, you guys are up next, off you go, <laughs> yeah. and like tell whoever shows <laughs> whoever shows up, I'm assuming the other person's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so you know Johnny Cage, Scorpion, they get into sort of this like impromptu fight in the forest where. This guy, by the way, this actor, all I kept thinking was American Hugh Grant. That's what he kept reminding me of was yeah. American Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. I liked him. He, he did his he did his job and it, he just wouldn't. If you were again, if you're casting that movie today, this guy doesn't get the lead of Johnny Cage. You no, know what I mean? Just like no action chance. stars and heroes have changed so much since the 90s. Yeah, it's true. Um, maybe that's why Johnny Cage isn't in the new one, because it just who are you yeah. going to play him? Sure, or probably they're fucking, up probably the next fucking sequel. like someone like Chris Pratt or some fucking annoying person. Oh, sure, dude, they'd have Miles Teller train for six. Oh, one hundred percent, Miles Teller fucking gets cast as Johnny Cage. Ew, ew, that's totally gonna fucking happen in the next movie. Miles Teller is gonna be Johnny Cage. Ew. Uh, that's annoying. Were you rushing or were you dragging? I was rushing. Maybe they could just get J.K. Simmons to do it. So, That'd be fun. Ooh, dude. Or yeah, I mean, you can throw him in there as one of the one of the villains for sure. You know what? I'd let him play an offensive Raiden. Oh, done. Um, if he's got a beard yeah. too, for some reason, uh, yeah, yeah, it just done. adds to the proceedings. All right, done. Would love it. All right, better movie. Sorry, go ahead. So, what happens? Yeah, they're all of a sudden they get transported to another realm, kind of mid-fight, and oh yeah. Yeah, they just kind of get sucked through this weird portal, like this like weird CGI goo portal, and then yeah, they're in this weird like ladder cobweb world. Everything's red. I love the set design. I love. This I just set. don't know where we are or what's happening, but I like no, it. It's very confusing, but the set is fucking sweet. It's so busy. 
There's so much shit going on in it. And again, none of it's CGI. It's all just fucking real practical set design that's pretty fucking solid. I have to imagine this is where so much of that money went because the sets are weirdly complicated. All of these sets are like big and super busy, like not a fucking foot of it is wasted. And this is probably my favorite fight. I like the choreography here. You know, they're mm-hmm. speeding up some of the fights and whatnot. And yeah, this one's pretty solid. Johnny Cage. It's long. It is, too. too. It's a good at least five, six minutes of straight fighting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. Johnny yeah. Cage makes some questionable decisions in it. Sure. I don't know why he decided to climb. He had him fucking down and he was climbing. I was like, oh, he's probably planning some sort of finishing move. And then he just kept climbing. <laughs> Scorpion's like, get down here. Which the Scorpion dialogue in this fight is terrible he says his he says his obligatory get over here sure and then he says like a couple other things and it, but it's always like some here, like direction to here. come here yeah it's always like, some sort of direction to come here because yeah, yeah, he gets up on the ladder and it's get down here get down here oh <laughs> uh, but uh johnny cage ends up slicing scorpion right in the chest with a fucking saw blade before i guess setting him on fire and then he just explodes and his face his mask comes off and reveals some sort of skeleton head. I don't know what's yeah, happening, I, but well, I think that's I, the I emperor. Of, oh, that's what they all look like no. underneath, maybe. Or? No, no, no. Like I think specifically in the game Scorpion, if you take off his mask, oh, like a flaming skull. He looks like fucking oh Ghost Rider. Um, Ghost Rider. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Stay tuned. So Liu Kang, uh, I guess there's this very brief duel with him and Katana where they're kind of flirt fighting, but she's also secretly offering him like cryptic advice for his next battle. And when I say cryptic, she just says, (laughs) I think it's something like use the element that brings life. (laughs) All right. Okay. Air or water? (laughs) It would have been so much easier and less suspicious if like she was just like holding him at one point. She just goes, water. Use water in your next fight. <laughs> yeah, and this fight takes place in front of Shang Tsung, and he just kind of calls it off. Like, there's no no win. Nobody wins. Nobody. I think he kills like disqualifies Katana yeah. or something because she's cheating. Yeah, for I guess. But um, so either way, we get into the next fight. Prince Goro, by the way, has entered the tournament, and he's just fucking crushing ass, like killing every opponent he faced. There he's is killing so many. <laughs> I laughed so hard when there's just that quick cut of like enemies falling to the floor because it was clearly shot in a fucking like parking lot outside the studio. It's just people falling on rocks. Yeah, and it was like and it was literally just like, okay, we're gonna have four guys fall to the left. Don't even bother moving the camera. Just like <laughs> set it up. All right, next extra, next extra, next extra. And then okay, let's set it up to the right now. Next extra, next extra. Yeah, it's so cheap and quick. Um one of the uh Johnny Cage's peers we met earlier. Um, he's he's a guy. Character I looked it up was named Art Lean. I don't know if this is a character in the game. It didn't seem that way, but either way, he was the one person I recognized from earlier. He's defeated by Goro as well. Souls taken by Shang Tsung. We mentioned how Goro was screaming the entire time, but I can't stress this enough: how long his screams last. Sometimes they last like at least like ten <laughs> seconds. It's wild. Of straight screaming. I love it. I, but the puppet's face is like kind of unchanging. It's amazing. <laughs> Just fucking hire someone from the Hanson Company, man. <laughs> like, please, please. Uh, and this this soul, by the way, when when Shang Tsung sucks this guy's soul, it comes into like a weird vapor and goes into his eyeball. I don't know what was happening there. Sometimes I get mad about these sort of things a movie this movie i just like shook it off oh yeah there's no yeah there's no reason yeah (laughs) obviously yeah like sure yeah of course where else is it gonna go (laughs) 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 but then it's finally you know the fight we've all been fucking 
creaming in our jeans to see, Zach. It's Goro versus Johnny Cage. Which, How are these two titans going to battle it out? Which is so funny, by the way, because they was clearly like, I can see the fucking writing process of this fight because they were like, oh my God, we're at the end of the tournament. We're going to have to have them fight each other because that's how tournament work tournaments work you have to process of elimination people i I don't know how we're gonna do this how are we're gonna have to kill off two of our main characters what are we gonna do and they were like fuck it make it so johnny cage challenges goro and shang sung just decides like okay but that's gonna be the end like that's the end of like i fight the winner and then that's the end of the tournament like (laughs) Yeah. And and how might we make this a fair fight? How about we just start off with Johnny Cage kicking him in the balls? <laughs> Dude, when he screams, like screams in agony, like he's out. He's out for the count yeah. pretty much. Which I think, if I remember, this became like a real move in the video games. The g- I don't know if it was already a move in the video games because I'm bad at, at the video games. Yeah, sure. But I think I've seen it several times where he does like that split down to the ground and uppercut someone in the fucking balls. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Cheap shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it did confirm something I always wanted to know, which was that Goro, did Goro has got have a balls. beefy dick. Yeah, yeah he's he got have, a whole thing going does on. He have Reproductive testicles. organs. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, while we're on the subject of balls and penis, um, (laughs) might as well just kind of take like a little trip around the corner and just mention not a single poop joke in this movie. Yeah. Ridiculous. (laughs) Around the corner? I don't know if I like that. (laughs) Around the corner, down the bend, yeah. This is friggin' relaunch of Nostalgia Be Damned. This is what what you get. (laughs) Give us money. (laughs) Oh, my God. So eventually Johnny just ends up kicking – Goro off a cliff of some kind into Hilarious. some other netherworld tricks, dimension. Tricks him into tricks him into fucking falling off a cliff. Hilarious. Yep. Hilarious way to kill someone who's apparently like undefeated in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no, just kick him in the ball. Reigning champion. Off rock. Yeah. yeah. Reigning champion. I don't know, man. Trick him. <laughs> yeah. Kick him in the balls and then just fucking push him off a cliff. Game over. Yeah. It's like that like that Jake Paul fight. <laughs> oh, dude, don't get me started with this with these fucking nonsensical YouTube fights. I hope Floyd Mayweather literally pops that guy's head off. <laughs> don't uh, place so money this- on that fight, by the way. Don't place money on that fight. Don't pay for the pay-per-view. Don't, don't feed into it. feed into it. These people are clearly taking dives and taking your money. Just stop. Yep. Just We're enablers. stop. This is our PS. Enablers. This is our nostalgia be damn PSA. Stop paying money for these fights. They are taking dives. It is a fraud. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, at this point, Sung takes uh, Sonyo hostage. It takes her to Outworld, intending, to, I guess, to fight her as his opponent. But he's also doing some weird, like Princess Leia slave. Yeah, shit. some weird shits going because, on again, here. Because again, he's got this. He's got this weird obsession with her. That and like he hints that maybe the emperor's interested in her at some point okay yeah um but it's not explained and i don't know if it's explained in the second one or in the video games but i don't get it no no and this is where um raiden sort of sends lou and cage into outworld in order to rescue sonya and challenge sung while in outworld uh lou does find that little reptile and strangles that little fucking half invisible fish lizard bullshit throws him into some sort of statue which then turns him into reptile uh the man the fighter he doesn't look any different from Sub-Zero and Scorpion. He's just got like a- He's got dark, green on, dude. Yeah, he's got a dark green tunic instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. This fight, um, I was kind of 
back and forth about this fight because I didn't really know what was happening and I didn't realize until like three quarters of the way I was like, oh, it's supposed to be reptile. Yeah. Like yeah. it's yep. <laughs> like I I was very confused Um, and it felt very forced. Like this was fan service 100 percent. Um, I think it's the one like diversion of the whole movie where they're just like, oh, fuck, we got to get something in there. It's yeah, because it's a big long fight. It ends with reptile being turned back into that little lizard CGI guy, and also a pile of bugs like fucking Oogie Boogie yeah, from Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, it's very weird. Yeah, he gets his ass stomped by Liu Kang. So there we go. He's out of it. Hilarious. Afterward, yeah. uh, Katana ends up meeting up with Cage and Liu. She reveals to the pair, you know, kind of her origins as well as the origins of Outworld itself, and basically she joins up with them, helps them to infiltrate Sung's castle. While also telling Liu Kang, you know, you've got three challenges in this castle. You gotta face your enemy, you gotta face yourself, and you gotta face your worst fear. By the way, before we move on, did we cover the Sub Zero Liu Kang fight? Uh, Where he throws a bucket of water at him <laughs> oh, and, shit, that's and it, right. I'm stabs so sorry. Him? I don't yeah, think no, we covered that was it. Yeah. the element. No, I mean yeah, that's yeah. it. That's 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 it. Like it, it just, they just happened to fight, and that was the element was water. <laughs> Because literally he's like getting ready to throw fucking ice at him. And instead Luke Kane throws this bucket of water yep. at him and the water turns into a giant fucking spear <laughs> and kills Sub-Zero who then freezes. Yep. yep. Which again, uh, this new movie rectifies it a little bit. I understand that it's not really like a big part of it, but um, to not have Sub-Zero and Scorpion fight in this movie, they're actually like working together on the yeah. same side is probably the biggest heresy of this movie when it comes to the source material. <laughs> yeah, because they're like sworn enemies, right, in the in the game or whatever. Yeah. yeah, in the game they are sworn enemies, and they even mention that they're like sworn enemies, but working together for Mortal Kombat or something like that, and it's like, yeah, fuck that. We do uh, finally find Sonya. She's all like tied up, sort of like King Kong almost here. It's uh, some weird imagery. Um, and she's in, so she's yeah, very short shorts and like a tank top. It's like, who yeah, I don't know why she this? did yeah. this or why they made her yeah. wear this so that she could stand uh, there. Yeah. And she even like gives the look of like, why is this a thing? <laughs> yeah, there's some sort of like robed cult where they're all kind of standing around now. And it seems all is lost for the Earth realm until. We get Katana Lou and Cage. They appear out of nowhere under the hoods. <laughs> Our heroes have arrived. Your friends are already here. Fucking this guy is trying <laughs> to do right, Han yeah. Solo so bad. Yeah, he's also really trying to lay some pipe with Sonya. He is putting it on thick. <laughs> Which, my another thing we glossed over, I don't think we mentioned it, the weird, like scene that him and Sonya Blade have on the beach that like looks like they're about to fucking make out at sunset. Oh yeah, that's right. Where the where he announces that he's going to challenge Goru. Um yeah. it's so stupid. It's so forced. Like they don't have to fall in love. It's okay movie. Like we can we can move on. But they're doubling down because also Liu Kang clearly has a thing for Katana as well. So yeah. There might be a, you know, dual relationships happening here. My God, I wonder if there's a sequel. Sonya secretly freed uh Katana basically berates Shang Tsung for his treachery to the emperor, claiming, you know, his arrogance and greed will cost him the tournament if he doesn't honor his deal. So Tsung challenges Johnny Cage, but last minute is counter-challenged by Liu Kang. And he accepts. And we get another pretty sweet fight scene, probably the second best of the movie, yeah. honestly, after that. Uh... Yeah, I'd agree. It's it's a little drawn out just because like they threw in this like three challenges thing, with, which I didn't... Yeah. It didn't feel necessary. You can just have them fight. Like it's and then Sung like 
summons some sort of like dead warriors or something to fight him as well. So he's got a bunch of guys. He's got a seems like a cheat to me, but yeah, I it, it's weird. Um, and this is also where we get the second Mortal Kombat um song song, and it's yep, it's it's awesome. And then it stops. It has the sense of mind to just be like, well, we're not going to do this the whole fight, and it stops like <laughs> two minutes later or less. Um, and it's great. But then there's this whole like he runs up to the to the top of the thing and like blades come out of the floor at, at the bottom. So it, oh, yes. it's very obvious that someone's going to be pushed into the blades at the bottom of the floor. Yep. Um, but then, so there's this whole like challenger enemy and like, obviously they're fighting. That's his enemy. And then challenge, you know, Yourself, ex- himself, cha- yeah. no, like face your destiny. Yep. Um, and he's like, I'm not scared of my destiny anymore. It's like, okay, well you did it. Um, <laughs> 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 and then, and then um, his worst and fear, his worst fear, and um, Shang Tsung turns into his dead brother because he's a shapeshifter. Of course, he is. Um, and like this part drove me crazy because he like looks at him. He's like, "Is it my brother?" And it's like, "Of course, it's not." <laughs> what are you fucking doing? Kill him! <laughs> it's, uh, I it's love this so in movies. Yeah. yeah, it's so stupid. He's like having a conversation. He's like, "No." No, I do. you're not my brother. It's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Just fucking kill him, please. We don't need this. Gives him a great line with like uh, all these souls, and you still don't have one of your own. <laughs> oh boy! Stop trying to but, humanize uh, him. <laughs> fucking get out of here. Straight throws him onto the yeah that like fucking pit of spikes there, and uh, kills him. And his death releases all of the captive souls. So at this point, I was like, oh, that's sweet. His brother will come back yeah. to life. No, he has to watch his brother die again, yeah. essentially. Yeah, his brother's like, oh, I'm still dead. Don't worry, dude. But, so you're yeah, real fucking the, soon. It's the end of Jack Frost. Like, yeah. it's like play Casper. this harmonica. I'm still dying. Yeah, it's I gotta like go fucking, die. It's uh, like fucking, what's his name, playing Casper at the end. Ooh, the Devin Sawa, yeah, like Sawa turning into fucking a real boy. Um, we got ourselves a Sawa on our Yeah, hands? it's a little Sawa sitch. <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, yeah. So he turns into so Chan comes back for a quick bit, and before ascending to the afterlife, he tells Liu, you know, he'll remain with him in spirit until they're once again reunited. That's sweet. When you're fucking dead. When you're dead, Liu. And uh, yeah. Earth warriors return to Earth realm where there's a fucking party, dude, and celebration taking Ew. place. This, this, by the way, like <laughs> fucking Reagan, like, arms buddy, buddy, them. Yeah, like <laughs> I love you, fucking guys. This is great. We're gonna get <laughs> and he's wearing like, yeah, we're gonna fucking drink. Shots are on you, like. <laughs> and then like he's also wearing like I never mentioned this, but the costumes in this are atrocious. This whole movie, like they're all really bad. Um, but Raiden's in particular, he looks like he's wearing just like a bathroom. Yeah, I was super pissed that Johnny Cage didn't rip that shirt off, dude. Not once. Yeah, not once did we see them pegs. We get Liu Kang shirtless a yeah, couple times. Sure. We never see Johnny Cage. Yeah, his nipples are a little lower than um, I anticipated. <laughs> That's the end of nostalgia. Damn, we did it. <laughs> I'm not even mad about yeah. it this time. We just fucking, like, we nailed it. We we covered the There's nipple no situation point, yeah. on in Kang. Mortal Kombat. We're done. <laughs> That's, we've reached the pinnacle. There's nowhere else we can go. Yeah, we can't go up any further than this. Um, yeah, it's done. And, and so, yeah, they're about to party. Everything seems cool. Everyone's partnered up. Looks like Katana and Lute are together. Johnny Cage and Sonya are together because the whites can't split up. And at, all seems good, except when a fucking giant figure appears in the sky. I guess this is the Outworld Emperor, right? Yes, this is the like okay. actual boss of Mortal Kombat. Um, it's Shao Kahn. Um, 
who like they never named in this movie um but he is like in the games the emperor of outworld he's the, okay. the big villain he's uh what's his name's boss <laughs> He is the boss. Oh, Shang Tsung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shang Tsung. He's Shang Tsung's boss. I can't fucking keep these names straight right now. It's too early. Yeah, and he appears in the sky, declares he's come for everyone's souls, and Raiden's like, hey, I don't think so. Everyone takes up their fighting stances. (laughs) That's right, man. And we're out of there. So he did get to freaking invade? Thought he wasn't allowed to. I thought they freaking stopped him on the tenth. Don't think about it, man. Fuck you! Oh my god, dude. Movie's over. Yeah, movie's over. We're fucking heading home. Mortal Kombat, dude. I hope there wasn't an end after credit sequence because I did not stick around. Yeah, I did not. I did not see that. Sadly. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's Mortal Kombat. I want to hear your thoughts. I feel like you might be a little more positive than I. I feel like I am going to be a little bit more positive than you. Very rare. Very rare. Day yeah. Here. Nostalgia yeah. be damned. Um, because this movie, I'm not going to go ahead and tell you this movie is perfect. It's not. It's a shitty, shitty video game movie. It's on the level of B movie. Um, it, it it's tough to even the Jerry Seinfeld B movie. Right. That's what you're. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes it's it's a bay movie <laughs> um no it's it's weird to think that this movie was made by a studio um <laughs> it really is like um because it it just strikes you as one of those like shitty like did they like know they were making a bad movie because it feels like it sometimes um that said i i don't can't remember the last time i watched a movie that was as bad as this is but had fun with it sure um i think like it, it does stick to the source material pretty well. Um, I think it, it is fair. One of the things we talked about before this movie to reevaluate this movie from when it came out. Um, the CGI is bad. There's a lot of dumb plot elements thrown in. Like we didn't need reptile in it. We didn't need this weird obsession with Sony blade, like find a different, like Sony blade could have just like followed Kano. Like, you know what sure, I mean? Like sure. um, it didn't have to be this weird obsession. Like I'm going to fucking get her i want that um <laughs> but you know and I, I i will say again if you're not a mortal Kombat fan this is trial by fucking fire because they're they do not stop to tell you what's going on they, they mention it in brief in the beginning and it's like you're either along for the ride or you're not um yeah you're getting thrown <laughs> into the deep end of the pool without yeah the, without exactly the floaties, yeah. exactly we hope you've played this game because <laughs> if not you are not gonna like this um but i mean and and of course the acting's not great uh the casting is questionable especially when it comes to raiden a very questionable decision. Um, like, make Jackie Chan Raiden. Exactly. That was the biggest <laughs> like, thing. Like, why would you not even ask him? Or, yeah, just see what's yeah, going on, man. Yeah, and then you could fucking get him in a fighting sequence. Like, you could have done a lot of cool things with this movie. Um, but it's very obvious some guy who had, like, been given the chance to do this and was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, and, like, fucking ran yep. with it. And that's fine. And I did enjoy it. I thought the fighting sequences were really good. I thought it's a movie that, you know, for even though it's kind of bad for new fans, it got straight to the point. I enjoyed yep. it. Um, I enjoyed the idea of the tournament. Um, 
I, the fighting was cool. Again, a little slow, but okay. You know, I, at least you can fucking see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, it's a weird movie for me because I recognize it's not that good. I know it's not that good. But God damn it, I had fun watching it. I like I again, just a movie that I was like engrossed with. I could leave every single time that they stop and talk to each other. I don't need it. Um and I don't mm-hmm. need some of the forced like relationship thing that's going on that they don't even bother to explore because they're like, well, fuck the movie's over. We're not gonna f- waste time and keep talking. Um <laughs> so, like it is just a shoddy, shoddy movie, but god damn it, I had fun. Um what was it rated? Like a forty four or something like that? A forty four percent. Forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm gonna give it a sixty five, man. I'd like <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I like I think it's a fresh movie. I think it is I, and maybe I'm just comparing it to the new one, but I think if you have nostalgia about this movie or if you grew up watching and playing Mortal Kombat, I think you enjoy this movie. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I can't explain it any further than that. This is one of my worst like postpartum <laughs> descriptors ever. <laughs> it's just a fun movie. Um, if you like combat movies, it's fun. Ignore everything else about it. Yeah, I think when you're talking about the best video game adaptations, this this has to be in the running. It has it to be. genuinely has. I, I was going through the list right now of, of Hollywood live action video game adaptations, and it's a fucking wasteland, man. I mean, maybe the ones that even yeah. come close to this, I guess you could say like that original Tomb Raider is shit, but like it's it's kind of along this lines of it could be fun. Again, I haven't seen it in a long time. Maybe we could cover it on the show in a, in a really, really but like long time. That and like maybe Silent Hill is all right. There's a few here and there that are like just decent enough. I think enough. like the first two Resident Evil movies sure. might yep. have been like. Yep. I liked at least that first well, one anyway from what I remember. But then, yeah, it's like fucking Hitman and Doom and Max Payne and Need for Speed and Hitman. Yeah. It's just like fuck all these movies. Oh, wait. You know what? I think honestly one of my favorites, and again, it's about this level of dumb, is uh, Rampage with The Rock. <laughs> I didn't see that. It's so bad <laughs> and dumb. But at least, again, it's also having fun with its stupid premise. But yeah, I, I, I got to agree with you. I did have a lot of fun. There's not a moment in this where I was bored or like I wanted yeah. it to end and even though it, scene after scene I was just like what the, what the, what the hell the is, fuck is that going on <laughs> it's I still was like they had me and it's it is better than that that new one the new one yes does try to try to endear you to the the concept of Mortal Kombat I think a bit better where it does try and set up an actual story as opposed to tournament and then fight scene after fight scene after fight yeah. scene but that's kind of what I disliked about that movie so mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree that if you had some nostalgia for this movie, I think you'll still like it. I think it still just plays into everything you liked about it has only grown in estimation over the years. And now that we have such a roster of such fucking terrible video game adaptations, this one in comparison is kind of a like it stands out. It does. It does. I I can't I can't in good faith give this a a fresh rating just because it's not a good movie. And, And for someone to watch this for the very first time. I feel like they could be like, why the fuck would you recommend this? Oh, to yeah, me? yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Fair enough. But but at the same time, I think that if you know what you're getting, you know what you're going into, you can have a this is a great like have some friends over, have some drinks. This is a fun time. This is a party movie for sure. Definite party movie. But yeah, just based on the the, the effects that have outdated so far, the story structure itself and the some of the subpar like acting and dialogue. You know, I can't I can't give it too much, but I will say this with a caveat that like even though I'm giving this a lower rating, rather, I do think it's worth your time if you liked it back in the day or even if you're watching it for the first time, as long as you know you're getting some cheese, you'll have a good time. So I'll give it like a 45. I think it's like it's a decent watch, far better than I thought this was going to be, honestly, going in. 
Uh, I had a big dumb smile though the whole time. Dude, and I forgot to mention in my thing, the set design's unbelievable. Honestly, some super well done. Even though it, it looks fake as fuck, but like the temples, the everything, it really does set up a mood and a, a, a world. The technical aspects of this movie that they got right, they got really right, and they did it really well. The things they got wrong, really bad. There's no middle ground in this movie. If this sure. movie is either being fucking sweet or it's being terrible. Exactly. Exactly. There is no middle ground for this movie, and I think... I think we appreciate that where, you know, again, like you said, no, it's not a great movie, but there yeah. you can appreciate the good things about it and still have fun. Yeah. And if you're a fan of the game whatsoever, you love it. You you if you haven't seen it by now, you've got to see. It. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should yeah, it. 100% agree. Just don't, you know, don't think about it too hard. And if you've never seen this movie <laughs> no. and you're not a Mortal Kombat fan, it's not for you stay away. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, well, uh, glad we finally got a video. This was our first video game adaptation. There's a couple in there that I could see us maybe tackling, knowing that they're going to be bad, but, you know, just, mm-hmm. just checking them out for shit's sake. But uh, next week, yeah. before we get into that, uh, what we're covering, Zach, did you have anything you wanted to recommend or not recommend for movies or shows? Um, The only movie that I saw, and which it's weird because it's it's been out for so long. I think this was one of the last movies that people saw in theaters before it shut down. Um, I saw Birds of Prey, oh. which, yeah, which to me is um, just kind of a weird turn for me because I'm not a huge superhero fan. Definitely not really a DC movie universe fan. I think I've hated like all those movies, um, but I genuinely like Birds of Prey. It's kind of a fun cast. Um, it, the action in it is pretty good. The story is a little weird. Um, I like. I, I don't know why, like they came to like because they all come together at one point i was like oh cool now we get to like see the birds of prey for like one <laughs> fight sequence <laughs> like like i didn't realize it oh we're at until the i paused it and saw the time code i was like oh my god there's only like 15 <laughs> minutes left in this movie like it like yeah. threw me through a loop but um but i liked it i think um all the characters were like very very good like likable characters i don't know just weird for me to like that. Other than that, man, I've been watching a lot of HGTV. Love it or list it, dude. Fucking great <laughs> show. Watch Love it or list it. Right on, right on. Uh, yeah, the only movie I did end up, end up seeing was my first trip to the cinemas in, I'd say, a while. I, uh, since our Tenet trip. Since we saw Tenet. Yeah, since yeah. we saw Tenet, I think. Uh, did we talk about Tenet? We did. That, we hated We, we hated <laughs> Tenet. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, was uh, Spiral from the Book of Saw, this new fucking Saw God movie with it. Chris Rock. Dude. Wow, your uh, your cinema experience two for two, huh? <laughs> tell me two for two, please tell me two for yeah, two. Yeah, this was uh, this was a disappointing watch. I, I gotta say, not the worst Saw movie. And if you've seen the Saw movies, that's a low bar. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, oh, <laughs> we covered the first one, by the way. Check that episode. We did, out. yeah. Good um, and I still think that first episode, that first one, holds up. Um, for, mm-hmm. for the most part, uh, this one here. They're really going after the fucking seven vibes. Like this is more of a procedural. There's maybe only three or four traps total in the movie, and they're not over the top crazy gore. I mean, there's some violence and shit here, but it's not anything compared to <laughs> the rack or any of these like crazy traps from the previous movies. Would you answer the one question that all of our listeners are fucking screaming at their listening devices to right now, which is Chris Rock as a fucking straight edge detective? Answer the question right now. <laughs> Yeah, so Chris Rock, I guess, had the idea for this, came to the producers with this new idea of how to reinvent the Saucy, which is basically, their their idea is there's a copycat killer and he's only targeting 
mem- like corrupt members of the law of law enforcement. Which okay. on the surface, I kind of like that. That's like a cool idea, I guess. You Vigilante saw exactly, exactly. Um, but it, it literally has one of the most predictable like villain reveals I've ever seen in a movie. And when it does, when it did end, I was like, wait. You know how every Saw movie ends with like a game over, they slammed the door shut or it's like a some quick reveal and then you're like left in the theater like, oh shit, I got to think about this. This one dude, I, I wanted to be like, what the fuck was that? Having only this to me? Having only seen the trailers a few times and knowing who's in the movie, I bet I know who the killer is and I want to ask you <laughs> off air. Yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. All right, well, uh, yeah, so I, I can't recommend seeing that one. Honestly, it's not worth the trip to the theaters, but I, if you're a huge fan of the series, you could stream it when it hits fucking streaming in a couple sure, of weeks. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. But uh, taking a little 180 from uh, for next week, we're oh going from a uh, action fantasy hybrid to a fucking party college bro movie. <laughs> you could say this is a fantasy too because college is not like this movie. We are going to watch. I don't know the year. It seems like 2002. Oh, of yep. course it's a 2002 movie. <laughs> we're watching 2002's Van Wilder. Our first foray into yeah National Lampoon. I guess yeah their their production line. Wow. Dude, I don't know if I've ever seen Van Wilder fully like rated. Like I think I've only seen Ooh, censored Van on Wilder. TV? Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Wait, T. I mean, you, you. I mean, you know about obviously like the bull, the bulldogs, yeah. eclair trick. Yeah. yeah. I mean that we got Cal Penn as Taj Badalandabad. Oh my god, I forgot Cal Penn's <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, and this of course really introduced us to Ryan Reynolds. He had been in that show, I think, Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place before Hilarious. this, and then this was really his first feature film, like starring role. Yeah, I mean, it really set the bar for him too. He's just doing Deadpool in this movie. The, he has had. I, I know everyone kind of fell in love National with him again after Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. yeah, but honestly, this has been the fucking persona that he has carried on his entire career with, and I I enjoyed it from the get go. I I loved Van Wilder. I, again, I feel like this is a movie that's going to be very problematic. Um, I think twenty twenty one. I think I'm going to hate Van Wilder if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? It's got Tara Reid, dude. Yeah, I know it's got Tara Reid in it. Um, you think I don't fucking know Tara Reid's in this movie? Um, <laughs> and where is this uh, streaming right now if you want to check it out? Was it Hulu? I think it's Hulu. Yeah, it's Hulu. I don't. Yeah, I think so. It is um, cur- currently streaming if you want to check out the episode before uh, it drops there. Okay, so it's on Hulu. Watch it ad-free probably. Yeah, man, I, I'm very curious to see. Yeah, I don't foresee this movie going over well with any pc people um i i know i will have problems with that i'm going to watch this movie and just be like this is problematic (laughs) um but yeah you're right ryan reynolds i mean he basically is van wilder you look at his twitter account he's van wilder um yeah he's kept up this whole thing the whole time so i'm excited to check it out like yeah kind of from the origin point of of ryan reynolds himself uh and see if that yeah that character holds i mean he's been doing it so maybe it's still Maybe it still holds up today. I don't know. Either way, that's next week. So uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode. There's plenty of episodes you can check out, and you can really find those anywhere you download podcasts. We're on most platforms now. Um, just search Nostalgia I listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Spotify, Podbean, iTunes. We're out there. Amazon Music, I think. Yeah, yeah we're freaking doing it. Um, yeah, so <laughs> definitely do that. Write us a review, please, because that always helps. And, of course, tell your friends, um, because we really want as many people listening to the show as we can. And on that note, note if you have anything that you'd be interested in hearing whether it's a movie that you want covered on this podcast or maybe some extra content that we can start thinking about maybe including on a patreon give us some ideas we'd love to hear them we'd love to hear any suggestions you have 
Brandon and I have a wide uh, friggin' rapport with each other, so we can talk about anything. <laughs> Brandon, you want to start a sports podcast with me? It's basically going to be me Ooh. talking sports at Brandon and Brandon just kind of being like, uh huh. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Whoa. Sports. That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> now, wait, what do you do in this sport? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, and, and uh, you can find us on all the, you know, social media sites and bullshit. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, I think I'm going to primarily start using that a lot because the Facebook page has been giving me a whole bunch of bullshit with community guidelines and standards and shit. I think they pulled our publishing page because I went to go publish something why. the other day yeah. and it didn't publish. Yeah, I'm almost positive that because of maybe the only thing I could think of was that maybe that because there are posters from other movies. They, it's like copyright infringement. Uh, Either that, or maybe if we used the fuck here or there, and Facebook was like, "No, I don't like that." Well, you know what? Even though this might mess with our friggin', um, this might mess with how much we show up in like a search engine. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, "Fuck you, Facebook." <laughs> exactly, dude. Who gives a shit? So yeah, yeah primarily Facebook. find us there over uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. I think we're trying to build those two more often uh, than their Facebook presence anyway. So sure, check us out there. And again, please write us a review. Write us into the pod. Uh, the email address is nostalgiabedamnedpod at gmail.com. Any requests, we'd love to hear them. Yep. Um, anything else you want to say, Brandon? That's it, dude. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, this is a great episode of friggin' Nostalgia Be Damned. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mortal Kombat! Nostalgia Be Damned!